0: prayer begins on page four grace be unto you and peace from god our father and from the lord jesus christ o lord open thou our lips
1: and our mouth shall
0: show forth thy praise glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall
2: be world without end amen praise ye the lord
0: the lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 for the Venite begins on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In His hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is His also. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us, what thou hast done in the time of old.
2: How oh, thou hast driven out the heathen with thy hand, and planted our fathers in. How oh, thou hast destroyed the nations, and made thy people to flourish.
0: For they gat not the land in possession through their own sword, neither was it their own arm that helped them. But thy right hand,
2: and thine arm, and the light of thy countenance, because thou hadst a favor unto
0: them. Thou art my king, O God. Send help unto Jacob.
2: Through thee will we overthrow our enemies, and in thy name will we tread them under that rise up against us.
0: For I will not trust in my bow. It is not my sword that shall help me.
2: But it is thou that savest us from our enemies, and puttest them to confusion that hate us.
0: We make our boast of God all day long, and will praise thy name forever.
2: But now thou art far off, and puttest us to confusion,
0: and goest not forth with our armies. Thou thou makest us to turn our backs upon our enemies, so that they which hate us spoil our goods.
2: Thou lettest us be eaten up like sheep, and hast scattered
0: us among the heathen. Thou sellest thy people for naught. And take us no money for them.
2: Thou makest us to be
0: rebuked of our neighbors,
2: To be laughed to scorn, And had in derision of them that are around us.
0: Thou makest us to be a byword among the nations, And that the people shake their heads at us.
2: My confusion is daily before me, And the
0: shame of my face hath covered me. For the voice of the slanderer and blasphemer, For the enemy and avenger,
2: And though all this become upon us, yet do we not forget thee, nor behave ourselves forwardly in thy
0: covenant. Our heart is not turned back, neither are steps gone out of the way. No, not when thou hast smitten
2: us into the place
0: of dragons, and covered us with the shadow of death. If we have forgotten the name of our God, and holden up our hands to any strange God, shall not God search it out? For he knoweth the very secrets of the heart.
2: For thy sake also are we killed all the day long, And are counted as sheep appointed to
0: be slain. <laughs> Up, Lord, why sleepest thou? Awake, and be not absent from us for ever. Wherefore hidest thou thy face, And forgettest our misery and trouble? For our soul is brought low, Even unto the dust, Our belly cleaveth unto the ground. Arise, and help us, and deliver us for thy mercy's sake. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
2: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 22nd chapter of the second book of Kings. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned thirty-one years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedida, the daughter of Adiah of Bozgath. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Now it came to pass in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, that the king sent Shaphan the scribe, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshullam, to the house of the Lord, saying, go up to Hilkiah the high priest, that he may count the money which has been brought into the house of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have gathered from the people, and let them deliver it into the hands of those doing the work who are the overseers of the house of the Lord. Let them give it to those who are in the house of the Lord doing the work, to repair the damages of the house, to carpenters and builders and masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. However, there need be no accounting accounting made with them of the money delivered into their hand because they deal faithfully Then Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the scribe I found the book of the law in the house of the Lord and Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan and he read it so Shaphan the scribe went to the king bringing the king word saying your servants have gathered the money that was found in the house, and have delivered it into the hand of those who do the work, who oversee the house of the Lord. Then Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book, and Shaphan read it before the king. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law, that he tore his clothes. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, ahikam the son of Shaphan, Achbor the son of Micaiah, Shaphan the scribe, and Esaiah a servant of the king, saying, Go, inquire of the Lord for me, for the people, and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book, to do according to all that is written concerning us. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Achbor, Shaphan, and Asaiah went to Huldah, the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikva, the son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. She dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke with her. Then she said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord. Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants all the words of the book which the King of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods that they might provoke anger they, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands, therefore, my wrath shall be aroused against this place, and shall not be quenched. But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord. In this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and you tore your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you, says the Lord surely therefore i will gather you to your fathers and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace and your eyes shall not see all the calamity which i will bring on this place so they brought word back to the king here ended the first lesson
0: together benedictus says on page 11 blessed art thou o lord god of our fathers praised and exalted above all forever praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here begins the eighteenth verse of the first chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Colossians. And he is the head of the body, the Church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated, and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight if indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I Paul became a minister i now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up my in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of christ him we preach warning every man and teaching every man all in wisdom that we may present every man perfect in christ jesus to this end i also labor striving according to his working which works in me mightily for i want you to know what a great conflict i have for you and those in laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, Rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Here endeth the second lesson.
0: Together, Benedictus, on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophet, which have been since the world began, for Thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto His people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, who art the author of all godliness, be ready, we beseech thee, to hear the devout prayers of thy Church, and grant that those things which we ask faithfully we may obtain effectually, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense,
1: morning to all. Good to be back with you. I appreciate your prayers over the weekend. I was in Denver. We had good work uh, accomplished in our mission community. A few notes about today's lessons. With King Josiah, we're, we are chronologically about 630 BC, and we're, we're counting down to the um, the exile of the southern kingdom of Judah by the Babylonians in 586 BC, so in the last generation of Old Testament Israel. And um, we have here the reforming King Josiah, who appears on the heels of the very wicked King Manasseh. And Manasseh did a lot of bad things for a long time. He reigned for several decades and um, uh, established a great deal of of, of disobedience and evil. But Josiah comes along and um, he he is, in the words of the of kings, you know, does good in the sight, does what was right in the sight of the Lord. And it's it's instructive to note the nature of the reform. Um, he's generally disposed to worship God rather than the idols. But then he discovers the Torah and he reads it. And when he reads it, he goes, oh, boy, because if you read like Deuteronomy, what's, what happens when you don't do what God says? It's not a good thing. And so he, he institutes reform. Um, and. This really illustrates the way I think that, that reform in any of our lives personally occurs. It always occurs with the re engage with the word of God. We come back to the scriptures and we read in the New Testament about who Jesus is and what he wants of us and we go, oh boy, this isn't what I've been doing. And so we begin to have an internal inventory of confession or reorganization of our life around uh, what is right. So what is an outward uh, reform in Israel in rearranging worship comes into us as an inward reform of our lives and, and orientation. It's always with the scriptures. It's why the scriptures are so important to the spiritual life. The more we get away from the word of God and what God says to us in his word into mere religiosity, we get into this kind of the, the thing that prevails in our culture, which is the surface brand of Christianity with, you know, lukewarmness and compromising and unfaithfulness, the very thing that characterizes Israel at this state that King Josiah is dealing with. And um, it's noteworthy that there's a prophetess uh, who he goes to, uh, who who lets him know that God sees his faithfulness. It, It won't be enough to root out all the evil that is deeply entrenched in Israel, but it will win a reprieve for Josiah during his lifetime. It's interesting when we come to the New Testament lesson in Colossians that that St. Paul is in many ways uh, presented with the very same situation that um, Josiah is presented with. But he, he, it, for him, it is, it is a condition of joy. That is that here's a small church in Colossae um, surrounded by paganism and idolatry. Uh, and what are they going to do? His essential tone is rejoicing it's joy um that 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 because we we've, we've we've come to know the lord jesus christ the mystery of the gospel that was once hidden has been known has been made known to us and the difference between this and the old testament is the kingdom of god is now here in a real way in christ through the holy spirit who dwells in us through the baptismal gift and that's why st paul says christ in you the hope of glory and we and so we're already living in it in the midst of the world. And this creates that essential tension of the Christian life that we live in a world that's passing away, but we also live in a kingdom that is eternal in the midst of that world. And this highlights our ministry in the world. It is a ministry of witness. And I think what ha- it, it doesn't mean that we don't try to do good things, but it does mean that the, that the idea of temporary reform, of making this world uh, fixing it, you know, by creating the structures that will allow it to continue, is not the central work of the church. The central work of the church is witness, of so bearing witness to the world that which we've seen in Christ, that which we experience as a community of God's people, and being faithful in holiness. And it's Saint Paul's a, a cryptic line in this passage from Colossians that consternates a lot of people. That he may uh, fill up in his body, what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. And people say, well, how can anything be lacking in the sufferings of Christ? But he doesn't mean here that he the cross was not enough, and now I'm gonna add a little bit to that. It really speaks to the nature of Christian witness, that we have been baptized into Christ. We are members of his body, and therefore, in our own lives of prayer, in our um, persevering in the struggle for holiness, that we have a vicarious impact on those around us, that we participate in the cross, and therefore we participate in the saving work of the cross as it applies to the whole world. And this, um, the, the paradox of this impact we have is that it has to begin with an internal pursuit of holiness, that our own presence in the world as those who are in the kingdom who are reforming their own hearts and lives first and then moving outward from that interior reform into witness. That has an impact on the world around us because we're not living for its rewards and its values and its recognition. We're living for Christ. And this is precisely what works redemptively in the world and what we call that vicarious way to impact the people around us. Whereas mere activism, where it's running out trying to fix things, that just participates in the anxious spirit of the world, which doesn't really accomplish very much in the long run. Because if all we get is some merely temporal result, it's all going to go away anyway. Uh, we certainly want things to be better. It's a paradox here, but 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 the point is that that we participate by our own life or prayer, our own interior pursuit of holiness, as that moves outward into exterior witness in our love for others, for the brethren, for those in the world. That's our vicarious uh, participation in the work of Christ. And we do add what is lacking. That is, the work of the church in the world is not done until Christ comes. Until it happens, we participate in it through our own faith and faithfulness in, in our lives and witness. So a few thoughts about today's
0: lessons continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. o god the creator and preserver of all mankind we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them thy saving health unto all nations more especially we pray for thy holy church universal that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit that all who profess and call themselves christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life finally we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind body or estate especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for the lesson, Bishop. Have a great Tuesday, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks, Egan Bob. Thanks, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos.